Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Enterprise Now. I am your host, LZ Flinnard, and we have a wonderful show for you tonight. We have with us Chuck Harris. He's with Credit Matters, and he has a wealth of knowledge that he's uh, going to share with us tonight. But before we get started, I wanted to tell you a little bit about what we have going on here at WQYLDB Radio. We have partnered with the Hunger Task Force to bring to hold a food drive. The food drive runs from June 17th all the way until August 5th. And the, the drop-off location for that is Forever Faded Barbershop here in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And the other drop-off location is Sunset Popcorn. It's on Sunset Drive here in Waukesha. And the other event that I wanted to bring up is the Food Pantry of Waukesha County has a, let's see what they're calling it here. We're calling it a food truck fuel up. And they're gonna, there's going to be food, drinks, and music, and a car show. And that's going to be running from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, July 30th at 900 West Sunset Drive. Again, we've partnered with the Hunger Task Force to bring a food drive, to hold a food drive, and uh, we're going to culminate in a radio summer fun celebration at Fox River Park, and that's on August 5th at 5.30 p.m., and we're going to go all the way into 8.30 p.m. We're going to have Liberty Dance Team, or Dance Center with us, as well as Waukesha Extreme Dance, and they're going to be performing for us. I can tell you, I've seen uh, them perform, and it's phenomenal, so we're looking forward to you enjoying that day with us. So let's bring in our guest, Mr. Chuck Harris. Um, If you can hear me, let me know. I can hear you. Awesome, awesome. First of all, let me say thank you for being on the show. Uh, when I met you, uh, I said last week how much I love to meet cool people. And uh, even in our pre-interviews, uh, there are some th- there are some dimensions to you that I, I still want to get to know better. But um, let's let's dig in and um, tell the people a little bit about what you do, how you got to where you are today, and um, and what what you're doing in the future. Well, I'm a uh, I'm a credit and finance specialist for. Credit Matters, uh, which is a Wisconsin company operated out of Appleton, and a partner in a business called Options Lending Group, and we provide alternative financing uh, for for business owners who are having trouble getting money from a bank. So our business is all referral. It comes from banks, attorneys, and accountants, and the common denominator is that these are people who are unable to get what they want. They've got a business. They've got a vision but they are not able to get the financing that they need to propel that vision uh, in whatever direction they go. So we wind up fixing credit and accessing financing so that entrepreneurs can start a business, grow a business, or if they have one that's that's, uh, in need of tune-up, to be able to to, uh, save that business. And uh, so those are the the groups that we meet with. And then as, as part of the consulting that we do that's generally wrapped into the package uh, when we when we have fixed a business or we've seen that business become profitable and of course the real definition of a business is an under, is an enterprise that operates profitably without the presence of the owner so when I see financials when I meet business owners who have 
bought themselves a job and they're working 18 hours a day, 12 hours a day, and they have literally boxed themselves into a corner because they believe that they need to do everything. It's time for a little business re-education to get them to realize that that if they really want to maximize the profitability of a business, they just can't do it all. So the continuum from credit repair so that if somebody needs needs to have a better credit score so they can get a loan, whether it's to buy a house or buy a car or buy a business or finance a business, whether they need money in the meantime or whether they are a business that is producing revenue and maybe leaving money on the table, so maybe they need a business tune-up. And when that business is throwing off more cash than they need to operate the business, then we also have a, uh, an enterprise that will help those business owners take some of that excess capital, put it beyond the reach of creditors so that they won't lose it to repossession or foreclosure or whatever the hiccups are that can cause a business owner to to uh, have the system go against them, so to speak. Get that money working so that it compounds tax-free so that, so that it grows faster. And position it so that uh, they'll never lose it. That it'll never lose it because of market conditions where the market goes up or whatever. So that's the continuum from fixing bad credit or dinged credit to the point where there's excess capital that can be protected and grow so that ultimately the idea is that you don't need the bank anymore, that you use the money that you've accumulated yourself generated through the business, which is not to say you can't use a bank, you can't borrow money from a bank, but I really like to put people into a position where they don't need to do that. And when you don't need the bank's money, the banks will beat you over the head with their checkbook. They will find you, they will search you out, and they will give you the best deal they've got, all because you don't need the money. So I'm not telling people not to take it. I'm saying put yourself in a position where you don't need it. And I know that's a mouthful, but that's really what this business has grown into, helping people at each, at each one of those levels to maximize their business opportunity and maximize the return, the financial return from it, and uh, to make that business to give that business staying power. And to that end, I say unapologetically, the purpose of every business must be to make a profit. And as much as people are inclined to say, well, we're here to serve the community, yes, you are. And if you don't serve the community, well, you won't make any, you won't make any money. That's a given. We have to serve others. But if you can't make a profit, if you're not making a profit, you won't stay in business and none of the rest of the stuff that you have in your mind to do that you believe so strongly in can happen unless that business is profitable. So this is all about accelerating the path to profitability and to becoming financially independent so that your business works without you being there. How's that for a job description? That is awesome. Let me, let me, you said a lot there. Let me pause yes, and, and shoot out the call-in number uh, for folks that are listening because you just gave us a, 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 a good education. Um, and and we'll, we'll dive in a little bit. I have some questions myself that, um, that we want to um, unpack. But the, but the call-in number, if you want to ask Mr. Chuck Harris a question, is 720-820-1612. That number again is 720-820-1618 to ask questions to Mr. Chuck Harris. So, Chuck, let's let's unpack some of that. Your definition of enterprise is a little bit different than I think what most people understand. Help us understand that a little bit more. Well, I believe that life and business are a value proposition. You get paid, we all get paid for bringing value to the community, whatever the community is, wherever it is, the community you live in, the community the target market that you serve, it's about bringing value and getting paid for it. Bringing value that is significant enough so that people want to pay you for it. And 
getting people, uh, and so my, 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 foc my focus on marketing, when I'm teaching people how to market their business or how to, how to get more business, because there's three things that every business has to do. It's, it's a three-legged stool, and, and uh, this is part of what I call my come-to-Jesus meeting when I'm meeting first with a referral uh, after they've been referred by a banker, an attorney, or an accountant, mm -hmm. or another business owner. And that would be you have to get business. Your business is a, I mean, you have a service, you have a product, you have a process, something that you offer to the community in exchange for money. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to get those people who need that to be aware of you and I would say become attracted to you. So I call this getting the fish to chase the boat. I want people chasing me for what they need. I I don't have time. I'm too old to spend my time looking for them. Gotcha. I need to do that in a way that other people will learn about me. For example, here's an example. I mean, you asked me to appear on your radio show, uh -huh. and I'm honored to do it. It's an example of getting the fish to chase the boat. Mm -hmm. And you only do that by, by, by getting in front of people who can say, I mean, people who can say yes and delivering value first. Now, if that sounds brilliant, I must confess that that's not my statement. That's a <laughs> statement from a guy named uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, who writes a column on business in the uh, in the Business Journal. Or at least he did back when 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 I when I became aware of him. I think he still does. <clears throat> but he said he said, get yourself in front of people who can say yes and deliver value first. When you deliver value whether that's an employee delivering value to his or her employer, whether it's a business delivering value to his or her target market, whether it's a member of a church delivering value to their church community, whatever it is, whether it's somebody delivering value to the, you know, like, like you're delivering value with the work that you're doing for the Hunger Task Force. You're using your business to bring value to someone else. Gets you noticed, gets people to appreciate you, gets people to want to do business with you. I call that getting the fish to chase the bull. That's getting the business. Gotcha. The next part of the three-legged stool is you have to be able to do the business. So if you make pizzas, you better make a good one so that people want to pay for it and come back and buy another one. If you fix cars, you want to make sure that the repairs are done well with, with parts that don't break down. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that you do, and that tends to be the passion that, that entrepreneurs focus on, you need to do it well enough so that people will pay you. And even beyond well enough, you want to do it so well that other people tell the community about you. So, and that's what gets fish chasing the boat. That's what gets people seeking you out because you have delivered. You have brought value to someone. And then the third stool is the management of that business. So you have to get business. You have to be able to do the business. And then you have to be able to manage the business enterprise, the accounting, paying the taxes, regulatory requirements, whatever they are, you've got to be able to manage the business. So I always say in, in my come to Jesus meeting, and when I look at financials and I analyze what's going on and I see that snapshot of the business, how the business is operating, I say every business to have staying power has to be able to, has to have systems for getting business. Mm -hmm. Systems and procedures for delivering the service or doing the business, and systems and <clears throat> procedures for managing the business. Get, do, manage. Everybody has to do those three. Here's the problem for most small business owners. And when I say small business owners, I don't say business owners are small. Business owners are giants to me. They are the. They will be the salvation of our economy. Mm -hmm. They will be the salvation of our free enterprise system. They are giants. But the government describes small business owners as those that have fewer than 500 employees. So that's most of us. As a matter of fact, it's 99.7% of business, businesses in this country have fewer than 500 employees. So we're, I, probably everybody that's listening tonight is a small business owner. Mm -hmm. But the small does not, that does not in any way suggest that I think they are small or that they think small, but simply that we are categorized by the government bean counters as being small when we have fewer than 
500 employees. And the problem for them, all of us, is that <clears throat> they are faced with having to do all three of these things, but they can't be good at everything. Nobody can be good at everything. When God made us, he, made, he put, he, I read this recently in a book, God put the seeds of greatness in every person, every single person. Every single person is great or can be great at something. The question is, what is it? And if, it, and if you're doing something that you're good at or you can get good at in your business, then you can make some money at it. And I would hope that nobody ever, ever, ever feels ashamed to make a lot of money doing their business because they're delivering, if you're delivering value to a lot of people, you should be proud of that fact, not second-guessing yourself because you're too successful or make too much money. I don't believe that any business owner can make too much money. I love to see people make a lot of money. I help people make a lot of money, and I and when they've got it, I help them to protect it so that it doesn't get taken away from them, uh, no matter what the economy and no matter what happens in their business. So you've got to get the business, do with the business, and manage the business, and here's the problem. Business owners are great at doing their business. It's what got them into the business. That's what they do with a passion. They love to do this, that, or the other thing. They love it. The problem is that's only 20% of the success equation. The other 80% of whether your business will be here five years from now is whether you have a system for getting the business and whether you can effectively manage your business. Gotcha. That's what I mean by an enterprise, systems that do all three of those and do it profitably and ultimately do it without the owner having to be on the job. Gotcha. Ultimately. Now, Chuck, what was that that um, that stat you threw out again? You said that fewer. So the 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 government definition of uh, small business. I'm I'm taking notes along with my listeners. Okay. Um, th throw that at me again. Ninety nine point seven percent of all of the corporations, all the companies in America, are fewer than have fewer than five hundred employees. Wow. That's a that's a big number. Oh, no, I, I meant 97.9. I'm I'm sorry, 97.9. Now, 99.1% of them are one or two person enterprises. Oh wow! So if you don't think that what you're doing here, and I know you do, I'm just giving you a compliment here. Oh, what thank you're you. doing to help entrepreneurs who are interested in starting up, uh, they are truly the backbone of the economy. They are where all the job, most of the job creation takes place. And and uh, we were talking uh, before airtime that we both have a background in music and, and we care about music. Mm -hmm. I used to be in the music business and, uh, and, and uh, learned a lot about uh, what I do today from it because in the, uh, in the music business I sold very expensive luxury products. Uh, it was a piano business, and I sold pianos that were, were would be, uh, I mean, the ones that I specialized in would cost twenty to a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Now nobody needs one of those. <laughs> nobody needs a piano like that. Anybody, people can live their life, be perfectly happy, and never touch a twenty or a hundred or twenty, fifty, or hundred thousand dollar piano. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot about marketing by selling things that nobody needed. Gotcha. And um, the only way you do that is to get is not to sell them anything, but to get them to want it. Mm. Why do they want it? Well, why will this make them happy? So that's a part of get the the, the, the the philosophy of getting people to chase the boat of attract. It's still, it's really the law of attraction of attracting people to what you, who you are, what you have, what you do, what you can bring to them, is about getting them, helping them to want what you have. And when, you, when people want what you have, what you have to offer, marketing becomes a delight. You, or Simon Sinek, I don't know if anybody's been to the, to the uh, TED.com and listened to his talk on Inspired Leadership. But it's on there. It's 18 minutes of, of some of the best information that you will ever hear as a business owner. Okay. And one of his 
one of his seminal statements. He wrote the book. He wrote this was an eight, this is an 18 minute synopsis of his book called Start with Why. Don't do business with people who need what you sell. Do people do business with people who who believe what you believe. Hmm. So that makes it very important that each business owner understand what they believe about their market, about how they're going to serve, about the experience they want their customers to have. That's all got to be defined and processes built and taught to the other to other employees if you have them about how you communicate the value of your company to people who believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. When you're doing business with people who believe what you believe, they'll stay with you for the long haul. They'll they'll come back. They'll tell others about you. So uh, so the uh, the the upshot of it is so first of all, <clears throat> more brilliant words were never spoken than what Simon Sinek conveys in his 18-minute TED Talk called Inspired Leadership. You can see it. It's on YouTube. It's on TED.com. Click on that. Type in his name. Look for the talk on Inspired Leadership. And he has others on there besides. But that's one that I heard when I heard it. And I probably heard this in 2009. I heard that, and it, it, it lifted me up, and it changed me for the better. Mm-hmm. And I have been on a a crusade since then to help business owners do business with people who believe what they believe, to help those business business owners understand what they believe and how to how to transfer that knowledge to the marketplace so that more people will pay them more money to do what they're passionate about doing. So uh, if people go to that, if your listeners go to, to, to that and listen to it, uh, they'll hear 18 minutes of brilliant conversation. Gotcha, gotcha. So you heard it here, guys. That I mean, th- this is the reason, Chuck, why I do this show, because there's so much knowledge and, and experience that you have that for for small business owners and entrepreneurs to be able to even listen um, to to you talk and, and, to, to, and to teach, really, because that's what you're doing, I think that that's very valuable. Um, so, uh, you know, I... Thank you for the compliment that, you know, that's always my goal is to bring value to the listeners, to bring value to uh, the sponsors and advertisers, and to also uh, bring value to my guests and, uh, and, 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 and the entrepreneurs and the small business owners. So, um, so thank you for that. Um, I really appreciate it. So let's talk a little bit about how you got started. How you got started in, um, I'm, I'm curious about the music business side of things and how that has giving you insights and, and knowledge and, and business expertise that kind of segged the way into what you're doing today. Um, because you mentioned before uh, my background in music as well. Um, one thing that I found is that, you know, it really gives you a, an idea and a feeling how to work with people. Um, so that's one of the things that I've got out, out of it. But I'm interested to hear your story, where you came from, where you started, and all the way up to today and, and, and what you're doing now and how what you did then has taught you lessons to help you succeed today? Well, I got into the music business because music was an activity that saved my sanity when I was a kid. I was, in a, I was born into a family. I don't mean, my parents loved me, but they were both alcoholic. And uh, I kind of escaped the, 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 the negatives of, a, of an alcoholic family life uh, through music. And so I, I played in the band, and uh, in school I, I played in bands outside of school, meaning uh, a garage band. I played in a, uh, a, a municipal band. I got and, and in the municipal band I was I was a, a high school kid, and, uh, and 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 you know the mayor of the town was there, and attorneys were there, and. Uh, you know, the, the guy who eventually became the district attorney at the, in the county we were in played saxophone in the band, and and so I just got I got to mix with you know as a, as a 16 or 17 year old kid I I got to mix with adults and and I and uh, and had a chance to operate with you know to 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 converse with them and 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 collaborate with them and and it was a it was a much healthier 
uh, human interaction than I than I than I had at home. So I decided that it was a it was literally a lifesaver for me, and uh, I decided that I would I would go in I would become a music teacher because I thought that if there was a, if there was if there was one other kid out there like me that was was being uh, well just going through the pain of of living in a dysfunctional I mean alcoholism is, alcoholism is going to create dysfunction in any family that's a, that, that it's in so uh, that's something that that I know something about and and I you know I just made up my mind then I I was I, I, I was not going to drink and I never have and I was not going to let my life yet get destroyed by by the, the dependence on on, on on alcohol and I decided to become a, a, a band director because I thought if there's one more kid out there if there's another kid out there that could get saved like I did from by having something more constructive to do then I would I thought that would be an honorable way to earn my living so I uh, went to music school uh, I had to work my way through because my parents couldn't afford to send me, and you know that was back in the log cabin days when I could go to a, I could, I could, I could, have, I could work and afford to pay for a semester of schooling with with the money that I earned working myself. So it took me a longer long time to get through. I think I think it took me, well, I, I think because I was working my way through. And I, I did a stint in the Army uh, Reserve, so I had to go. I had to go for basic training along the way. But, but anyway, it, it took me six years to complete a four-year degree. But I did it working my working working uh, myself, and uh, so, uh, and I and I and I became a, a teacher. Uh, I was a teacher very briefly, uh, but. Uh, I, I, I remember my wife telling me that it, it was really kind of sad that you that you uh, that you wasted your college education. Well, that was her impression back then. I said, well, I didn't really waste it. I, I feel I still teach today. I feel I feel I'm teaching right now. So the uh, <clears throat> the thing about a music degree is that, and it's interesting that a lot of medical schools recruit students to the medical school from music schools because there is you know we have a left brain and a right brain we have a we have a brain that deals in logic and we have a brain that deals in creative thought so the left brain is logical the right brain is creative and one of the things that music students typically have is a better developed uh, right brain and so today when i'm looking over financials of a business that's struggling or somebody that's been sent to us it's about creating a better outcome. That's what all these businesses that I'm involved in, Credit Matters, Options Lending Group, NBC Benefits, and now finally Hunter Logan, which is the latest company that we've started. It's just getting underway. Uh, all of those bring better outcomes to people, and all of those were the result of thinking and praying and trying and failing and re-engineering Chuck, Better I, outcome. Chuck, I hate to cut you off, but we got to go to a break. We'll be back. This is Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A battle is going on inside all of us, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil, anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness. 
benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and life. This same fight is going on inside you and in every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. What is your major malfunction, Johnson? Sir, I don't know, sir! The last two engineers you hired were a disaster. They knew nothing about the latest CAD software like Pro Engineer and SolidWorks. They did not even know how to find a rapid prototyping solution. Sir, yes, sir! And the real kicker is that we could have avoided all these troubles had you just hired my beloved core. Sir, the Army Corps of Engineers, sir? No, numbskull, Core Consulting! An Inc. 500 award winner, Core Consulting is a full-service on-demand engineering and design firm. Wisconsin manufacturers of all sizes turn to Core Consulting for outsourced design, rapid prototyping, plus technical staffing, placement, and training. Core prides itself on creating fully customized solutions tailored to the specific needs of any technical project. To learn more about opportunities with Core Consulting, log on to core-usa.com. That's C-O-R-E-USA.com. Core Consulting, on-demand engineering and design. And we're back. This is Elsie Flinnard. I'm your host. This is Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. And we are here with my guest, Chuck Harris. And he has just given us a ton of knowledge and, and wisdom. So, Chuck, um, I'm sorry to cut you off there ahead of the break. Um, let's uh, finish up what you were saying there. Um, you're, you were talking about kind of your motivations in terms of um, the, you know, the family issues that kind of motivated you to do things in um, both in your personal life and in your business. Yes. And then that, so, so, uh, so anyway, when I did, when I, I, I went, I went off to the army and uh, I mean, I, I was a, I was a weekend warrior, but I, during the, during the Vietnam war. And uh, so I, I had a college deferment for most of the time, and then as the war wound down, they started catching up on on having the uh, the uh, soldiers that hadn't been to basic training uh, had to do their training. So I I uh, had to take a semester off to uh, to do the uh, the basic training. And when I came back, I, I had to, I was it was then my turn to do I had to do a, a semester of teaching in a in a real school. And uh, so when I when I when I did that, uh, I had I had been working uh, at a music store to pay my tuition and living expenses, and uh, and so I, I got a, offered a job by the uh, school system that I was teaching in, and I got a better offer from the company that I was working for. So I took the better offer, wound up spending my life in business, still in music, still teaching, but I wound up teaching customers why one piano would last longer or sound better or be a better choice than another. And uh, I wound up teaching employees some of the values that we've shared, we talked about tonight. And So that so after after a, a long time in that business, uh, I, I wound up at age 59, finding out that I had cancer, and uh, so that kind of took my focus off of the business. And it was at a critical time in the business because because uh, the business was changing. And by the way, businesses are always changing. So so I hope that if any of your of your listeners are, are young entrepreneurs that they can get past the idea that you'll 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 never have it made you'll never have things just the way you want them for very long before something changes and you need to make an adjustment well so I wound up I wound up in a very you know I, I so I you know while I recovered uh, from the cancer the surgery and all of that uh, took my eye off the business at a critical time, and and wound up uh, essentially having to close the business, which is kind of sad, sad end to to that very very successful run that I had. But I like to say uh, I like to tell people I have a million dollar education because that's how much it cost me to close that business. And 
<clears throat> so my passion for what I do is the result of wanting to help people avoid that kind of experience. Because when you lose a million dollars a few years before you intended to retire, uh, that, that's a shock to the system. So it, 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 I lost a lot of money. Uh, I lost my income. Mm -hmm. And I wound up having to reinvent myself. And I did that. And, and so uh, the, the day that I remember, I mean, it's really kind of curious, but it's also seminal. Uh, the day that was kind of the the, uh, the 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 moment when I when I knew I was in trouble uh, was the moment the banker said to me, "Well, we're that we're not the bank's not comfortable with your uh, debt covered debt service coverage ratio, and that had to do with the amount of assets you have versus the amount of debt." Because mm -hmm. I had grown that business, I had paid off a couple of partners and taken on a lot of debt and that's really what that's really what caused us to uh, to have to close because it couldn't the business couldn't support the expense of paying off two two partners at a time when 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 the business was 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 uh, shrinking the demand for the product was shrinking and I did not adjust to that I, I did I, I mean that was one of the big mistakes that I made it cost me a million dollars. So either you're going to retreat and 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 lick your wounds and be bitter about it, or uh, you can take what you learn in an experience like that, which is what I tried to do, and invent your, reinvent yourself. And I thought, okay, I, I I had this issue with banks, and now I now I deal with people who have those same issues, and I help them to. I help them to negotiate those situations without having to go out of business, without having to lose all their money, without having to. So, so that failure, uh, and John John Maxwell, the uh, the management uh, guru, the leadership guru, has, has wrote a book called Failing Forward. And if if you haven't read it, I'd surely recommend it. Failing Forward by John Maxwell. Failures are built into the system, and they are the they're, they're the most phenomenal learning experience that anybody will have, and uh, I tried. I took I took the the difficulties of that situation, reinvented how I looked at business, and 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 now uh, now my goal is to make back that million dollars in one year in one in one year uh, because I can. I know I can. The business that we just started, I know it can do that, and and so I just have set that as a personal goal. And and uh, so we'll see how that works out. But but you have to have a goal. You have to have something to get you up in the morning and and make you work passionately and and diligently. And uh, so I try to help others do the same thing. Awesome. That that is that's, an... that's where I am, and that's where I am today. Still working at age seventy and loving it more than I ever have. Awesome. That that is an amazing story. I, I actually wish we had more time to to talk about some of the the, the intricacies of that. But um, but we're coming up on our uh, next break here, um, Chuck. So if you just joined us, I'm talking with Chuck Harris of uh, Credit Matters, uh, among other things. He has a, a lot of uh, cool things going on with his business, um, and he's a, a a wonderful resource. Uh, for, for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about our Radio Summer Fun Celebration and Food Drive. We've partnered with Hunger Task Force. This food drive is running from June 17th all the way up until uh, August 5th, with a culminating celebration being at Fox River Park, August 5th, 5.30 to 8.30. We're going to have food. We're going to have music. We're going to have a couple of dance teams that are going to perform with us. We have Waukesha Extreme Dance Team, and we have Liberty Dance Center. They'll be performing for us in dance, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful time. We have a couple of drop-off locations. One drop-off location is Forever Faded. That's um, a barbershop that's on 1427 East Racine Avenue. That's in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And the other drop-off location is Sunset Popcorn. And as the name indicates, that's on Sunset Drive here in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And um, a little bit about them is I, I bought some uh, great popcorn from them. And I think I, f I fell in love with great popcorn. So if you have never had great popcorn before, you can get some great popcorn. Grape. That's grape. Like the, like the grape. 
popcorn from Sunset Popcorn. I fell in love with it. Hopefully, if you visit them, you can too. Cool thing is you can order your popcorn from them online. So that's really neat. Uh, the only th the other thing I want to mention is the food pantry of Waukesha uh, County is having a fuel up food truck um, drive as well. And that's going to be July 30th um, from, let's see here, uh, 12 to 4. So if you are in town, check that out. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Sometimes you can try so hard at something. Sometimes you can be so, so prepared and still fail. When you say, when you are where you are right now and you say, I can't take this, I can't handle this, I don't want any more, this is driving me crazy. You are saying, I don't want to go any higher. Most of you won't be successful because when you're studying and you get tired, you quit. And I'm here to tell you today, if you got a, somebody came to my office the other day crying, I said, look, don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. Don't cry to quit. You already in pain, you already hurt, get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. Listen to me, I'm here to tell you today that you can come here, you can jump up, you can do flips, you can be excited when we give away money, but listen to me, you'll never be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? Keep your agreements. Keep your agreements that you make and establish a network of people who will also do that. You gotta have an insatiable appetite for success, all right, for knowledge. You gotta want it as bad as you wanna breathe. You gotta believe. Believe in what? Believe in yourself, believe in your dreams. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me, I challenge you. Why do I challenge Because I know you can't. Know. Listen to me, some of you, you're not even in the game. Can you do me a favor? Get in the game. You could be great if you just showed up. Get in the game. You want to be great. You want to do great things. You want to have greatness. You want to be great. I've often said a man's character is not judged after he celebrates a victory by, but by what he does when his back is against the wall. So no matter how great the setback, how severe the failure, you never give up. You never give up. It's possible for you to live your dream. It's necessary that you associate with winners, that you work your system, that you are relentless, that you never give up. It's you, you've got to take personal responsibility. You've got to make it your personal business to make it happen. And you've got to resolve within yourself that I can do this, that it's hard. But you've got to say, I'm the one. I'm the one to make this happen. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. 
at home, at the office, or on the road. Enterprise Now with LZ Flinnard. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. All right, guys, welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is LZ Flynnard with on Enterprise Now. We are broadcasting on WQYLDB Radio, and our guest this evening is Chuck Harris with Credit Matters, among other things. And we've been talking about a lot of great uh, topics and, and getting a lot of great insights from Chuck. So, Chuck, um, let's dive into um, the uh, some questions again. What um, What kind of things do you look for? In, the, in people that you work with and work work for. I know you mentioned a little bit about this earlier, but I'm curious to, to know what are those things, what are those characteristics or, or um, traits that you look for when, when working with folks? Well, if it's if it's a client, I have to know that they're that if, if, if it's a if it's a client, then I need to know that they are teachable and that they really want to take action to improve their situation. You can't you can't just pay me and expect me to take to care more about your problems than you do. You don't get results then. Our business is based on results. I mean, we we have we have uh, in the financing side uh, got a call. I remember this is quite a while ago, five maybe five years ago. Got a call on a Thursday from an accountant that referred a client to us that, that owned some commercial properties that was being foreclosed on. They were scheduled to be sold at the sheriff's sale, at a sheriff's sale, the following Tuesday. So this is, this is Thursday. We get the referral. So it was probably Friday when we talked to the client. And, uh, and so uh, the guy was, was really kind of a tough guy to, to deal with. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but basically, we said, "Look, this is this 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 is a deal that could get financed, but the only way we can do this is if the bank cooperates." So, called the bank and and uh, talked to the workout guy. That's that's the banker that you get to deal with when when the bank has kind of lost faith that you're ever going to make your payments, and it's a you know it's kind of the the, the, the last step. We hope that that gets gets worked out, but sometimes it doesn't. So anyway, so I talked to this banker and I said, "Look." You have the right to foreclose on this property. Uh, I'm not arguing with that. And if, if you want another three commercial properties in your real estate-owned portfolio, believe me, I, I, I understand why you're doing it, and you have the right to do it. So, But all I'm saying is that if you would rather have money for this property, I mean for the loan, instead of three more properties that you'll have to sell at a steep discount, <clears throat> Uh, I need time, and you're the only one that can can give me time. So if you if you'll give us time, we'll get it financed. I believe we can get it financed. So the guy said, "Well, I I can't make that decision. I have to talk to somebody in a, higher than me." And I said, "Well, then you talk to them, and call me back and let me know if you're willing to give us some time, because I'm not going to spend one ounce of energy on this file until you tell me I've got the time, mm-hmm. because it will be a waste of my time to do that." So one of the things that we tell our clients is we're too old to waste too uh, we're too old too old to waste our time and too smart to waste our money. So we're not taking money from anybody if we don't believe we can make a difference. I told the banker though, I believe we can make this work and you can get your money. So if you want money instead of property, call me back and tell me that, that I should go ahead. So it was Monday. Uh, the banker called back and said that he had spoken to his his. Uh, whoever the manager was that he needed to talk to, was in another city. And they said, okay, we're going to give you a shot. So they adjourned the sheriff's sale. So instead of losing this property on Tuesday, we began a relationship that, that lasted probably three or four months. Uh, we had to get the, the sale adjourned two more times before it actually happened, but we did wind up getting that property financed. So instead of losing a property or three properties, uh, that company still owns those properties today. So those kinds of those are the kinds of extraordinary outcomes that that can happen when you're focused on a specific outcome, no matter how dire the situation. I was listening while, while during the break to what you were 
broadcasting there and talk about not giving up, don't ever give up, no mm -hmm. matter how bad, big the failure, better outcomes are possible. Mm -hmm. So we look to facilitate, facilitate those better outcomes once we understand the situation and we have somebody that's willing to work with us. So, so I need somebody that's going to actually do what I tell them to do. Uh, not that I don't mind. I mean, we, we, as a matter of fact, I should, I should go back. We never tell people what to do. We, uh, their name, re reason our company is named Options Lending Group is that we're, we're going to bring the options to the table and we're going to let you decide what you believe is going to be best based on what you're looking, what the outcome you're looking for. So I'm looking for people who are smart, who, who will listen, and who will take some action. And uh, so in, when you say, who, who am I looking for? I mean, and, that, and then I'm looking for shared values. I, I, want, I want to be working with people who believe what I believe, that better outcomes are possible, but that to do that, well, you'll have to, you have to do something differently, which is, I, which is why that says on my come to Jesus brochure, as I call it, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So on the back of that brochure is a quote from President uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And it says this, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best, next best thing is to do is the wrong thing. And the reason for that is if you, if you know it's wrong, you can change it. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. So I'm looking for people. I'm looking for some buy-in. I'm looking for some shared values. I'm looking for some commitment to make this better. And, and, uh, and so when that, when that all happens, then some amazing things can happen. Gotcha. Chuck, you want to give us um, the contact information for the options lending group? Sure. Uh, you, uh, that's me, Charles Harris, Options Lending Group. My phone number is 414-510-1888. I'd invite any of your listeners who would like to, to uh, check me out on LinkedIn, and we can connect there if you like. Uh, I try to post information like I'm sharing tonight. When I, when I run across it, I do a lot of reading. Uh, and a statement that I remember uh, that I've kind of taken to heart is that readers are leaders. Uh, another one, learners are earners. And talking about continual improvement, uh, commitment, never giving up, always taking the next step to make something turn out better. Those are all steps that that, 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 that I heard talked about in the, during the last break. And they're all the, those are all things that we make work uh, for the betterment of ourselves and our clients to either to get them financed or fix their credit. With credit matters for anybody who's looking to, uh, to improve their credit score, we typically will get 40 to 60% of derogatory information removed from a credit report within four to six months. <clears throat> and in that time, credit score will go up by 50 to 100 points. And I added up one time, not too long ago, that over the 12 years that Credit Matters has been doing this, the improved credit scores that we've gotten for thousands of people have resulted in uh, approximately $1.5 billion, with a B, dollars in financing that was possible for people that could not qualify when they started with us. So wow. I told you a moment ago that don't think for a minute that what you do doesn't make a big difference to the small business owner. Hmm. We know that what we do makes a huge difference because it opens the door to financing, and it has opened the door for financing to thousands of people, and it now has added up to more than $1.5 billion in financing secured by these people who, when they came to us, could not qualify for a loan. Wow. Talk, talk to us a little bit, Chuck, about that connection. Um, I think a lot of times small business owners don't really uh, connect the dots there. Talk to us um, a little bit about how that credit and improving that credit can impact the small business owners' ability sure. to get that financing. It's, it's, it's so terribly important. Now, when I'm working with a business owner and in, in the, business that I've, the businesses that we just started, I really work hard to put little or no money into the business, um, believing that if you do things right, you don't have to borrow money. Now, the common belief is you have to borrow money to get started. Now, if you need a lot of equipment and all of that kind of stuff, well, yes, that's why I help people get that money. But for myself, I've chosen to do this in a way that does not require a great deal of startup capital. I look to leverage talent. I look to leverage connections. I look to leverage communication. And leverage is what creates wealth. 
And that's why you, for people who are, who are extremely wealthy would always talk about that the most, the most valuable asset they have is time, not money. They could lose all their money and get it all back. Mm -hmm. But they can't get more time back once they've wasted it. Gotcha. So using time productively, and there's a wonderful book that talks about that, and I'll share that with, with your listeners because if they go out and read that, they're going to they're gonna get people. And it's a book called, uh, it's called Essentialism. Essentialism by Greg McCown, M-C-K-E-O-W-N. It's the disciplined art of doing less but doing it better. Mm. The disciplined art of doing less and doing it better. Wow. That Effectiveness is... is what we're looking to be. Business owners are typically busy. They brag about how busy they are. And busyness, I mean, all the people that I talk to, all being busy does not make you wealthy. Does Being busy does not make you effective. It just makes you busy and tired. Gotcha. What you want to strive for is effectiveness. Hmm. Gotcha. So, Chuck, we're coming up on our, our the end of our time here. Um, and I, I, like I told you, it, it flies by, especially when we're talking business. Um, so in, in about two minutes, tell us any advice you might have to small business, business owners uh, and entrepreneurs. Okay. Well, uh, I thought about that a little bit when I saw your question on your on your uh, that said what what uh, it said what's the worst business advice you've ever received? Mm -hmm. And uh, I couldn't come out up with worst business advice I've ever received because it's all helped me. But the things that I would really like the takeaways that if if people could remember these things, I hope they'll be better off. One is taught to me by my first employer, a mentor whose words I still live by today, times of change are times of opportunity. And then he used to say there's the big three that you consider when you're looking at an opportunity. One, can you do it? Secondly, do you want to do it? And thirdly, will it pay? Uh, that's number one. Times are change or times are opportunity. I'm writing an article about that. And uh, because it's so important for people to realize that change is a constant today and we might as well get comfortable with it and make the most of it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, something I heard Donald Trump's daughter say the other day while I was watching the convention. She said her father taught her that as long as you're going to be thinking anyway, you're thinking constantly anyway, you might as well think big. Now, whatever you think of Donald Trump, and I don't care what you think about Donald Trump, the fact is he's successful, he knows how to make money, and he did it by thinking big. And so, uh, believe me, God put in with, within each of us a computer, the mind, that you know, it is capable of thinking so much bigger than most business owners ever give it credit for or ever try it, but grow the ability to think big. Create momentum in your business by asking yourself every day, what will I do today or this week or this month or this year? What will I do to move me toward in the direction of my, most, uh, of my, of my desired goal, my optimal goal? If it's an income, put the number down. If it's, if it's a project, if it's the acquisition of something, what will I do today to move me toward my goal? You have to know what the goal is and then think about what you're going to do today that will move you toward the goal. And, and don't do the things that, that take you away from the goal and do the thing that moves you toward the goal. And then finally, the, the, the essence of the book, Essentialism, strive to be effective and not just busy. Busy will wear you out. Effectiveness can make you wealthy. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much, Chuck, for being on the show. And uh, as we said before, we have a lot to talk about offline and hopefully we can uh, we can get together soon for a, a cup of coffee. I appreciate your time well, again for a, being it, on the it, show. It's been an honor to, to share uh, this information with your listeners and I, I wish them all the best and and uh, and uh, hope that there are better outcomes out there for everyone and that they'll get it by thinking, focusing and then taking action. Awesome, awesome. Thanks again, Chuck. So this has been uh, Enterprise Now. We're about to get out of here for the week, um, but but please understand that this show rebroadcasts throughout the week, so you can catch it on www.wqil-db.com 
slash listen live. You can listen to it morning, noon, and night. We'll be on. Uh, Thank you again for listening. This has been Enterprise Now. I'm your host, LZ Flinard. Thank you. Be safe. We'll talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.